Yo, thank you for coming back, people, and here we go. So, um, yeah, this part, we're uh, jumping straight into, you know, UFC on ABC1 for all the action. So, people, enjoy. Okay, so, well, people, what can be said, right? God damn it. Now, I think... On paper, when we looked at this card, we had some good fights, right? We definitely had some good friggin', some great fights even. And we thought that main event was gonna be something. But I, I feel this really just took things to another level, right? I think it blew things out the water. Definitely set some standards going forward. And for the first card to air on ABC, yo, this was a big one. This really was a big one. So we did lose a fight, you know, which is always one of those things, right? It's a shame. So we we lost... Um, Omari Akhmadov against Tom Breeze. It's been moved to another card. So, you know, it, it, it's not the worst. But, yeah, I think it... I believe that one was is moved. Oh, actually, I can't remember. It might be Wednesday or it might be UFC 257. But it, it, we're getting it in the next few days. Right? So, we ended up with 11 fights. And out of those... We had five unanimous decisions, two split decisions, and then three back-to-back -back knockouts. And you might think, eh, it's a few unanimous decisions. Yo, they were not snooze fests, right? I think there was maybe one fight that was a little disappointing. I mean, and disappointing maybe probably isn't the word, but... Yo, we had some great, great fights, people. Records were set for sure. Actually, I think, oh, was it two? I well, I mean, in one fight, a gang of records were set. But I think when you look at fight-wise, I think two fights had records within them. I believe. I might be wrong. But, um, yeah. Prelims, yo, prelims had some fights, people. Prelims definitely represented for sure. And it all started off in the um, featherweight division, right? We had Jacob Kilburn against Austin Lingo. So, um, yeah, both fighters, you know, for both guys, it was their what? Um... You know, they were coming off a loss in their debuts. You know, so they were looking to represent. They really were, right? And, um, you know, so you've got all of that pressure. You know, you want to put that best foot forward and show people. No, 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 no. Right? It weren't all talk that got you here. Right? It was because you were legit as fuck. Right, um, and then I think for Lingo, you know, he had been out for nearly a year. You know what I mean? Because 
yeah, he'd been out for nearly a year. His, his coach had said, listen, and this was interesting because I didn't know this before the fight card, right? His coach was like, yo, ain't we want to put some more training time in? So um, he did that, right? And, yo, people, I think that is something that possibly more fighters early in their career... And maybe not necessarily early in their career, but who are just entering the UFC. It's something that I think more might want to do. You know what I mean? Because remember, this is the big show. And we've seen for some people, it you know I mean it can take a while to get back. Some people don't. Right? So this is the time when you um yeah, you, you have to come correct, you have to come as, as kind of honed in on every skill set as you can, you know, and um, so what we got was a, a great fight, so straight out the gate, Lingo, you know, he was coming with hammers, you know, really trying to put it on Kilburn, and I, I get it, man, he's been out for nearly a year, he's frustrated, he wants to show show those new skills he's been working on, and he gets a, a flash knockdown, right, puts Kilburn down, and you did think, oh shit, is, is this gonna be over soon, man, right, starting the, the fight card with a knockout, okay, but, yo, Kilburn, you know, he got back up, Right, Kilburn was game as hell in this one, right? And he, he, you know, he he was staying composed, you know, but he knew that okay, I can't match Lingo for power. I need to take him down. But every time he tried, Lingo just stuffed him. Stuffed all those takedowns, man, and then came back with usually a right cross. And he was landing that right cross. Whew. Oh, man, like butter. You know what I mean? It was, yo, it was going on easy, right? You'd think. That the right was a ghost and um, Kilburn's chin was Pac-Man. Because it was eating them. But i got to say, you know what I mean? Kilburn, that, yo, mad props. There's, I think, look, uh, the chin is a big thing, right? But I think it also comes down to conditioning. Because we have seen people just fade after taking some big shots. And Kilburn, he ate big Shots, but his cardio stayed all the way through, you know. So, man, like, yeah, Kilburn really, you know, he, he came correct, right? Came correct. It's just Lingo was on a tear, on a tear, and just, yeah, first round, just blocking those friggin' takedown attempts. Kilburn did lean a spinning elbow at. The end of the round, right? So second round, and again, Kilburn. So Lingo, big right, big right, always doing it. Kilburn does hit a takedown though, right? Problem was he he couldn't do anything with it. 
Couldn't do anything, couldn't, la- didn't really land anything And, um, you know, Lingo was up pretty much straight away Kind of feel that when he did get it down It was kind of like, oh, I can take a bit of a rest now, you know But yeah, Lingo got up And, um, yeah, just continued the onslaught In the third, you could see that Lingo was tired Which... You know, it was, I feel it was understandable He had thrown so much And there was a lot of movement in this fight They weren't just standing still You know what I mean? They were going at it But they were moving a lot You know, the featherweights they, The featherweights do move, man These lighter weight classes are kind of crazy like that You know? And, um it meant that Kilburn was able to get off more He started to be able to put together good combinations You know, he was doing all of that But even though Lingo was tired And you could see he was tired He still had plenty in He still had plenty you know what I mean? Which must have really just been irritating to Kilburn Because Lingo picks him up and Dumps him on the head It was a huge takedown Right, and you were just like, god Damn Right, and um, Yeah, Lingo gets off some ground and pound Kilburn was Trying to attack with a Kimura Couldn't get it at first But, he manages To get the Kimura Use it as a, you know, a switch To reverse, to end up On top, but like the takedown before in the second, he he couldn't do anything with it, which again, ugh, man, it must have been so frustrating. Like you you get into a great position and then boom, it's gone. So yeah, Lingo is up, and man, they're going at it. They're going at it. Like Kilburn's landing a good leg kick, but yo, that right just. Didn't stop working And um, Yeah, still Tired, but Lingo just stuffs A takedown attempt At the end of the round And yeah, got a Pretty easy Well, I mean I wouldn't say it's easy, but it was a Clear cut Unanimous decision, you know what I mean There was no, ooh, I wonder who won That, nope, like Lingo won, it was a great performance And it was a great fight to start everything off with, you know So we then jumped to the ladies bantamweight division And we had Vanessa Mello against Sarah Maraz And um, yeah, this fight ah, It was an interesting one, right I think, um, I don't know it, it it really kind of I think what it what we saw was important for fighters. It was a, a valuable lesson, you know? It was a fight like Paul Gonzalez's last one in the UFC against um Pollyanna Botatello, you know, which showed people that you 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 can't just defend right you you've got to be active you've got to do stuff because 
in this one, like, the, Mello was pushing forward constantly. Now, she was always looking for that heavy shot. And she didn't always land it. But she was pushing forward. Now, Marais, she, um, she stayed at range for the most part, firing out the jab. Now, the problem was, there was never anything behind the jab. It, it was lit... I think at one point towards the end of the first round, she lands a, a really good one-two, solid one-two that stopped Melo in her tracks. Her biggest shots of the fight, right? Biggest shots of the fight are just a a straight and a cross. I think that I think that tells you it all, really. And, yeah, it was an odd one, because I think, no, I mean, there was an, a couple more occasions where she did actually do a, a one-two kick, right? And when she did that, it was successful, but, yeah, it was very few and far between. She just wanted to jab, and it, it was a problem because it was predictable. You know, there was, I think, towards the end of the second round, I think she attempted a takedown. But it, it was a bit of a lackadaisical telegraph takedown attempt. So Mello stuffed it. And it was odd because her her corner told her in between the rounds to be like, oh, okay, so now she's gonna think you're you're gonna try and take her down again. So just stick to the jabbing. And it was just like, well, you could throw in a, you could faint, could faint the takedown, right? Because that attempt, it was just easily blocked, right? And yeah, I just thought her her cornering, it wasn't the best, because. They must have realized. Well, you would have. Well, obviously they didn't, but you would have thought they'd have realized. Just throwing your jab isn't going to win you the fight. It, it's not. Now, you know. I think Mello. She um. She just chased her around for the most part. There was a there was a moment in the fight when she started to cut Marais off, but then she just kind of. Yeah, just stopped and went back to just kind of following her around the place. Which, you know, again, it, it, it's not technically the the best strategy, right? But Mello was the one pushing forward. Now, she had her best success probably at the beginning of the second round. When Mello came out hard, landed some big shots... Messed up Marais's nose Like blooded her up Mello then was able to get her range again And it was back to the jabbing Now towards the end of the second round Again Mello landed another big right And reopened that nose And um, yeah So all the damage Damage came from Mello You know Um and yeah, that, that was the issue. Melo was the one pushing the fight, right? And I think that, as I said, look, it's a learning 
point for people. You you can't just try, think you can win a fight just with your jab on the outside, like doing nothing else. Now, look, you can be on the outside and win a fight. We've seen it plenty of times, but a lot, you know, it's when people put that that you can put combinations together still, like throwing some kicks. You know, some faints, just stuff like that. But yeah, that's not what we saw. It's not what we saw. So it was um, when the decision came. You did wonder, right? Because uh, it was close on, on the fact that yeah, Mello, um, she was pushing forward, didn't land a lot, right? And Marice, she. Landed the jab, but again, she she was throwing the jab often at times when you know Mello wasn't even close, but just to try and keep her away from her. So you're just like, oh, I wonder what they're gonna do. And the judges, you know, they gave it to Mello, and Marice's reaction was pure shock. It, it was like she would she had been robbed. Which you do have to think, I think you look to to say, you know, it's look, you don't want to be patronizing, right? Because look, Marais not taking anything away from her, she got in the cage, she fought, right? So that's big, right? Anyone that does that, yo, hats off to you, you know what I mean. But I think there needs to be a little self-awareness to understand that, yo, you didn't do a lot. So you can't be crazy shocked if you, you know, you don't get a decision. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, hopefully there'll be a lot of learning coming from this one. Right? So we then jumped to the welterweight division. And we had David Sawada against Ramazan Imev, man, Imev and uh, Zuwada put on a good fight, right, both were coming off wins, and, um, you know, another win tonight, it was important, right, you want to establish yourself, because the way, welterweight division, ooh, it's getting a little crazy, right, <laughs> where everyone's trying to show and prove to move up, Right, try and position yourself in that, uh, you know, title race. So um, this was a, it was an important one, and they went back and forth. You know what I mean? It was, man, it was definitely a close fight. Right, both of them were throwing good shots. I kind of feel Emev had this, had always had that slight advantage though. Always, you know, and Zuada, he was bringing it. Right? He landed some really good shots to the body in the clinch. You know, had good knees, everything. But um Emov was able to get those takedowns. He was able to get those takedowns and um get off some damage when he did. And um yeah, I think that was the deciding factor in this fight, right? And um, so I, you know, he was always, always pushing. 
never, you know, never one just to go, all right, fine, I'm not winning this fight, I'm giving up, you know, he he was in there to the end, and he pulled off some nice moves, right, pulled out some nice moves, you know, like, Imov, he, you know, as I said, look, he was getting the takedowns, but, you know, Zawada, he's able to, um, there was a couple of occasions he got reversals, you know, he, he got one in the second, and, um, one in the third, but the problem was, he'd get a reversal, and then he'd get reversed again, or, and he couldn't hold it, which, ugh, always just frustrating as hell, you know what I mean, and I think when it came to power, Emov was able to land slightly the bigger, the, the more concussive shots, but Zawada landed some big shots, but, you know, when Emov cracked at some points, they, they, uh, you know, they they create a little wobble or they stop Zawada in his tracks. You know, so I feel that was a difference in this one. It was a definitely a really good back and forth fight. I didn't think it was a split decision, you know. Um yeah, ended up being a split, right? Um you know, Emov got the um he got the nod, which you know, I, I yeah, I I kind of felt it was his fight, although a close one. So one judge, it was um Bell. He gave it twenty nine twenty eight to Zawada, but then the other two, Cartledge and Lefby, they gave it twenty nine twenty eight to Emov. So yeah, it was always it was. Definitely a 29-28 affair. But, yeah, you kind of felt that, you know, Emov, he had done enough to get that, to get that decision, you know. But a good fight, for sure. So we then, um, our sole heavyweight clash on the card, we had Carlos Felipe against Justin Taffer. So this was an interesting fight, right? Because there were definitely changes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in the first round, Justin Taffer just man, he looked so good. So goddamn good. He he was really focused and whatever Felipe threw, yo Taffer was just he ate it and moved forward. Like, oftentimes avoided it, you know what I mean? Showed some decent movement and landed, oh, some heavy kicks. And when you see the size of Taffer's legs, you're just like, oh, <laughs> I do not want to get touched by those, you know? Um, Felipe did a good job going to the body. You know, but, um, yeah, the first round was definitely more taffer. And you kind of felt a clear, a clear taffer round. So, at that point onwards, 
Taffer just stopped really with the leg kicks. There might have been one or two, but he didn't really throw them. It was peculiar. I don't know if he'd suffered an injury or, you know, something. But, yeah, didn't didn't do any more leg kicks, right? And um, this kind of, you feel, it probably allowed for Lipe to um, get into it a bit more. And, um, yeah, so, you know, he he took his corner's advice in between the first and the second. And um, he pushed forward, right? Because in the first, Taffel was the one pushing forward. So, in the second round, Felipe came out and he's pushing forward, coming at Taffel, right? But um, Taffel was able to uh, pull it back. Landed a nice combo. Um, you know, got off a few shots, but Felipe, he he took that second round. He landed a big right that hurt Taffer. Clearly hurt Taffer. The weird thing was, Felipe, he didn't really follow it up. Didn't really follow it up. He he gave Taffer time. Right, gave him time, and he clinched with him. And you just thought, oh, if Felipe had just poured it on, he might have been able to turn, um, you know, turn a taffer out, right? But yeah, it didn't clinched, which was a weird one. Uh, so yeah, I think Felipe took that second, and so you. Feel, oh, it's all about the third, all about the third round, and yo, they they definitely brought it in the third. You know, like um, Felipe landed a big right. Taffer came with a good combination, then hit a left. Like Felipe hit a spinning um body kick. It, it was back and forth. Kind of a bit of a phone box war for a bit. Not for the whole round, but definitely for a good chunk of it. You know, they were really bringing it. So you're just like, ooh, this is interesting, right? Um, And Taffer was, you know, some big shots. Some uh, really big shots, right? Um, You know, and Taffer got a body lock takedown. Got a body lock takedown. Now, he he wasn't able to hold it for long. But you were thinking, ooh, like this could, that could be the thing that sways it. That could be for the thing that sways it. Uh, towards the end of the ground, uh, the end of the round, Felipe pointed to the ground, right? And the last 10 seconds, they were just swinging, which was fun as hell. You know what I mean? It was fun. But this was our second split decision. And I was a little surprised that Felipe got it. Right? So, um, yeah, Bozaki and Sutherland gave it to him 29-28. And it was only Offlison that gave it to Taffer. 2928. Again, it was a 2928 fight, but yeah, I thought 
with the takedown and everything else, Taffer had done just enough in that third to uh, get the decision. Yeah, so it yeah, it was a little bit of a surprise, but um, yeah, I don't know. You know, it it was it was a decent fight for sure, definitely a decent fight. You know, um, but yeah, so we um. Next, we went to the um, the main event, right? Because we lost the fight, uh, our new main event was uh, Wu Yanan against uh, Jocelyn Edwards, the first Panamanian um, in the UFC. Yeah, I believe she's the first, and not just the first Panamanian lady, but um, maybe she is the first, just a lady, but um, yeah, you know, I think she was just the first, so a little bit of history right there, it was a flyweight clash, and Edwards did take this fight on short notice, you know, in which always... Got to give someone mad props for, uh, you know, doing that, right? Her her fight before this was um, in July, uh, but yeah, you you could see that you know she'd been training. She came in fit, and um, I think what she was, what you know, I think what their mindset was that they felt that she was always on the cusp. You know, always on the cusp, so she had just been keeping ready, right, keeping ready, um, you know, not getting too heavy, so if one of these, you know, last minute calls came, she'd be ready to go, which is definitely something that you think, oh, um, more people, more people definitely need to be, uh, you know, doing, Right, because we have heard on a few occasions people have had the call, had the call, but weren't in shape. And you just feel like, oh man, you just messed up a huge opportunity right there. But yeah, not Edwards, fam. Not Edwards. And Wu, you know, her last fight was in 2019. And yo, she came in in shape. She definitely came in in shape. You know, didn't. Didn't fatigue at all in this fight, so we had a great one. So fight starts, and Edward, she's looking calm. She's looking calm, composed. She lands a good leg kick, but you know what I mean. Yanan, she gets a takedown early, which you just think, "Ooh, this is not." You know what I mean? You, you don't want to make your debut like this, right? On on the ground, on your back at the start of a goddamn fight. Urgh. And um, you know, so Yanan, you know, she she's looking to improve her position to land some big shots. But Edwards, right? Now, she trains with Master Vic, right? Which I think people that that should tell you, you know, basically that should tell you everything you need to know. Her jiu-jitsu is going to be legit, right? And she's working a high guard. 
working a high guard and you know you you can just see okay she's yeah she's looking for an she's gonna look for an arm bar right but Yanan isn't seeming to uh, make any changes and yeah Edwards boom she brings the leg across and she grabs her arm grabs the arm and it is looking close looking really freaking close Right, but um, eventually Yanan is able to escape, um, and you know she drops some, she drops some bombs, drops some elbows. Right now, Edward scrambles, and um, you know Yanan grabs a Kimura, grabs a Kimura, and she's looking to uh, you know implement that. But Edward's another scramble. Gets on top, right? So you're just thinking, yo, what started out as a bad round? Now she's on top. And Edwards is the one dropping big, big elbows, man. It was like crazy. She then goes for a rear naked. You know, she's really uh, coming correct, right? Now, just literally just before the buzzer, your nan's able to spin, but you do kind of think, yo, think you, I think Edwards might have won that round, right, with the armbar attempt, then, you know, the, the reversal, the elbows, the rear naked, it was a good round for Edwards, right, so second round, and Edwards, yo, you know that first round was good, because she's now, she's a lot calmer, you know, not that she was flustered in the first, but yo, she she's looking cool. Like Yanan, she's countering well, hits a big right, like goes for a takedown, but Edwards reverses it in midair, lands on top, boom, starts to drop some bombs. You know what I mean? Um, which yo, definitely a good one, right? So they get back up. And they're moving around. Edward slips. Right? So Yanan rushes in. Edward hits a double up kick. Right? You're just like, oh shit. You know, it's like a freaking uh double dragon or something. You know, she hits a double and gets back up and then hits a spinning back fist. <laughs> oh man. It was it was definitely a good look and a flurry at the buzzer. So we're into the third, and the first round, it could, you know what I mean, the judges might have given it to Yinan, so third round is all to play for here, and they were definitely going back and forth, it was a good round, right, good round, Yinan was hitting some counters, but Edwards' body shots, you know, like um, spinning back kicks, Yo, she, she was landing a lot of big shots, right? Landing a lot of big shots and keeping keeping a focus. She gets a late takedown as well, which you think, oh, I think that sealed it. I think that sealed it. Now she did, you know, Edwards did get did get the win. Unanimous decision. Two judges gave it to a 30-27. That was Bazaki and Oshalon, and Cartledge gave it to her 
28. And you could, you could see, whew, you see, at the, at the end of that fight, man, just the joy, the joy, what it meant to Edwards to get that win. First Panamanian lady, probably first Panamanian fighter to, um, yeah, get the big win in the UFC and on her debut. So it was huge and a great fight to bring us into the main card, people. Okay, so we are into the main card, people. And, um, yo, first main card on ABC. So you're just thinking, all right, hopefully this is going to be big, right? Hopefully there are going to be some great fights. You know what I mean? And... Oh, people, we started huge. You know what I mean? Like, you couldn't have written this year, right? Definitely started with a bang. So, our first fight was, um, well, we had two middleweight fights back to back. So, we had Dusku Todrovic against Punahala Sorinio. So, both undefeated, you know, um, Sorino's 7-0, and Todrovic is 10-0, right, so, um, yeah, they were pretty close experience-wise, and both have looked good, you know what I mean, so fight starts, and Todrovic was looking really good, right, comes with a... Uh, a push kick to the face, <laughs> a push kick to the face, and just super slick movement, right, so, so Reno, he's, he's looking to land heat, like, trying to land that big shot, but Todrovic, he was just, man, just slick movement, and when he was getting touched, it was usually at at the end of the punch, so, you know, Todrovic is moving away, you know, so, yeah, the power isn't quite there, you know, so, um, yeah, Todrovic, he was, you know, landing, man, he landed, like, left hooks and everything like that, but then, boom, Serino hits, hits and rocks Todrovic, Right, and you're like, oh fuck, because that's the big thing, right? That 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 that's what you know. Serino's trying to do, and Todrovic is, you know, it's that slick movement, hands down, you know, that that quintessential Anderson Silver. You know, that, you know, it, it's always, you know, the worry, you know, and we saw that towards the end of Silver's career. You know, sometimes, yo, if you don't move quick enough, it can all go wrong. So, Todrovic, he is in trouble. But, you know, Sensible gets the clinch. Gets the clinch, man. And, um, you know, he's trying to get his senses to him. Right? Uh, You know, he seemed to be able to get back to himself... 
you know, fairly okay. And he's back to his game plan, back to the movement, right? But, um, you know, (laughs) Cerrito, now he smells blood, right? And he hits, hits again. Oh, shit. Right? Because he lands clean. Lands clean. And Todrovic is all over the place. Right? Cerrito then lands another huge shot. And, uh, yo, puts puts Todrovic down. He goes down and... Serino follows it up with some ground and pound. And you're just thinking, oh, fuck. I think it's done. I think it is done. But Todrafik, he he's able to survive. He he gets up. He He's trying to move, but he's definitely... He is definitely on wobbly legs. But we are very close to the end of the round. Very close to the end of the round. So, um... You know, he's trying to, he's trying to escape, trying to avoid damage. You know, so Reno, he is now hunting. He is jaws, and he's looking for those swimmers. You feel me? He lands uh, another, whoo, another big shot. And, uh, yeah, Tografik, he he goes down again. Goes down again. (sighs) Serena hits again, you know, Todrovic gets up and puts him down again, and interesting thing was, right, so when Todrovic goes down the second, what, third time, he, he instantly, he's looking for the takedown, right, so he goes in on um, Serena, but Herb, Herb Dean, he, he called it off, which, like, you kind of get it, but you kind of think as well, ah, like, we could have maybe let it go, right, we could have maybe let it go, because we are so close to the end of the round, you know, and he might have got the takedown, right, which was something so Reno, he, he did say, Right in his um, interview, he was just like, "Yo, I, I was surprised they stopped it because you know he he went in for the takedown." So um, yeah, I I didn't know, um, but obviously he was happy he got the win, and it was a big win. You know, he keeps Dio, Todrovic's it went right. So it was a fun fight, definitely a fun fight. It was as another teaching point. I kind of feel. Right, because after being cracked the first time, you think, okay, Todrovic, put your guard up. Right, but he's just like, oh, no, this is my style, and I'm keeping with it. And I think you can have that style, for sure. Because Silver, he he didn't always have his hands down. There were times when he did bring the guard up, right, and... I think that's what you need to understand, you know, there there are times when, you know, you need to change things up, and it's not a a fault on you, no one's going to look at it and go, ugh, oh look, he's put his guard up, or oh he's changed stances, or 
look, now they're going for take that nut. No one's going to think, oh, you're bad for doing it. Right? It's just sensible. Right? You uh, And not every fight is going to be the same. So sometimes, yeah, you have to completely change things up, do things differently. And it also, remember, it will throw your opponent off. You know? So, um, I don't think this is the last time we're going to see Todrovic. You know, he's very early in his career. So, I think for that, it, it was okay to stop the fight. Because, you know, he's early in the career. And you kind of think, if people don't have to take the damage right now, you know, don't. You know? So, I can see the stoppage in, you know, I can see it in both ways. You know, I'm not... I'm not completely mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all, to be honest with you. I I thought it was, at the time, I thought it was a bit like, oh, I'm surprised. But, you know, these things happen, right? Um, So, uh, again, as I said, look, another middleweight fight follows this one. And we go into Joaquin Buckley, the viral king. I mean, on his Instagram... He's got most viral fighter in the UFC. Which, you know, I mean, I don't know if I'd have written that on there, but hey, it is what it is. And it's not a lie, technically. Yeah, I mean, technically, you kind of feel that maybe a McGregor, um, Holloway, John Jones are more viral. But from a a performance, a knockout, that one, whew, it it did rock the fucking internet. That, that that's for sure. And so he's going up against Alessio De Sekiro, who um, man, things have not been going very well for um the Kirio of late. You know what I mean? And he's a tough fighter. You know, he's, a, he's a tough fighter. He, um, you know, he's been in the UFC for a while. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it, it, it's just, it, it's one of those things where you hit that rough little skid at times. You know, things don't always go your way. You know, in, in in those fights that are very close, and you think, oh, I should get the call. Nah, it doesn't work out. You know, he made his debut um, in the UFC in 2016, April 2016. So he he lost the debut, won his next fight, lost that one, but. Wins a couple, then he then he hits his uh you know this this current phase. But you know it's a loss to what, Kevin Holland, um, Mokmud Mokovov, and then Zach Cummings. So you know it's not like he's losing to chumps. You know what I mean? But yeah, you don't want to lose four in a row, right? I mean, that's the problem. So there is a lot of pressure on his shoulders coming into this fight. And um, Buckley, you're you're wondering, okay, so he's 
had the big knockout, the big viral knockout. But then he gets another stoppage in his next fight. And in that fight, you know, you could see him at the start looking to force things. But then he was like, you know, in his post-fight interview, he's like, yo, I realised that I'm, you know, pushing it too much. So I relaxed and that's when it all started to flow. So you're kind of like, okay, so he's had that epiphany. So let's see how he goes in this one. Now, interestingly enough, it looked like Buckley was forcing it again. You know? So, Takiro, he uh, he starts off with a kick. Buckley gets a double jab. Nice double jab, man. Um, Takiro, you know, he, he's moving around nicely. Lands to right. And... Buckley is, um, yeah, he's just, he's, you know, sitting down on everything, every punch he's throwing, it's like he wants to take the Kiro's head off, like, Kiro hits a really nice jumping knee up the middle, really nice, and, um, yeah, it's, Buckley is just constantly pushing forward, Constantly pushing forward It's like uh, Yeah, as I said he, he, he wants to get another Huge knockout Right, he wants to show I'm the knockout king Every, every time I get in there I'm going to cause damage But Right, when you're forcing it You, you can uh, You know Slip a little, right? So he's pushing forward. Dekirio, he, uh, you know, takes a step and then throws a huge head kick. Hits Buckley on the top of the head, and Buckley is out. That's right, man. Like, it was. Insane, it was insane because the knockout, you know, sensation. Yo, he dies by the sword, fam. Yo, and yo, the relief, the relief in the Kirio was huge. It was freaking huge. You could really see it. Ah, I did think he, he missed out on a great opportunity, though. You know what I mean? He, he's got the mic. He's talking to Anik. And instead of calling his next shot, because this is the time, you know, could have called for a good fight. He He's just like, ah, you know what? I, I think it's disrespectful. When you're in here, you should interview both fighters. Because it's not just the winner who makes the fight. Both people make the fight. Which, listen, like, you get it, right? There's definitely those real close wars. Real close wars. And you think, ah, oh, man, you want to hear from, you know, the loser. But they do get an opportunity to talk. Right? There's the interviews backstage afterwards. So there is that. And if they talk to everyone after a fight, yo, these broadcasts are going to get so friggin' long. 
You know what I mean? So it, 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 you kind of get what the Kiro is saying, but it's just, man, it's a wasted opportunity. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. So we then drop down to the welterweight division, and we have got Santiago Ponsonibio making his return. You know, he has been out since what I think what 2017. So he got a bad staff in um infection. He's just been really up against it with in, with injuries. And the doctor told him that yeah, he wouldn't fight again. Right? So it's crazy. You know, but he's finally back. Finally back. And he was on such a rich vein of form coming into this that yo, he wants to pick right back up. And Li Jingyang, you know, he, he he's coming off the loss to Neil Magny, which you know, he was winning that first round. And then Magny just turned it around in the second and put on a masterclass. So both fighters have got something to... I mean, saying something to prove is... Uh, I don't know if that's the right word. But, you know, they both want to come out and have a great performance. You know what I mean? You, you, that's for sure. So... What you see straight away, the reach is a problem. You know, Ponsonibio, it, it's like he can't seem to find his rhythm. You know, he, you can see that he's he's a bit tense. He just seemed a little bit tense. Ah, man, Jing, ooh, Jing, <laughs> god damn it, Jing Liang, he's um. You know, landing a good jab He's landing good kicks He's hitting the hook He's really doing a lot of work At range You know, throwing Ponsonibio Just off his rhythm all the time You know Ponsonibio, like The the best thing he's, he's doing is the kicks But He's getting Oh man, he's getting messed up With the feints the um Xing Yong's throwing it's um yeah it's it's not looking good for Ponsonibio at first you know he needs to settle down get into the fight but man Ponsonibio is coming in and Xing Yang he whew, he really just turns his lights out man he, he, you know, he throws a right, misses with that, but then comes with the left hook, boom, on the chin, and that's all she wrote. Man, it, oh, Yang was elated with the win, and you just, oh man, you felt bad for Ponsonibio. Now, it's not like, oh, he should have won, but it's just, you know, he's taken all this time to get back, get back to doing the thing he loved, and he just couldn't, man, he just couldn't find that rhythm, couldn't find that rhythm, and it's all over in, what, 35 seconds, you know what I mean, it's just... It's gutting. It's definitely gutting, but huge for Li Jingyang. 
you know, huge. So, um, yeah, we're now, we're now, near the, you know, we're nearly at the end, people. It's the co-main event. So we're still in the welterweight division. And we are finally getting to see Matt Brown v. Carlos Condon. So it's a fight that has been teased a few times. It was booked, what, I think 2013. But um, Brown got injured. So, yeah, we just we didn't know if we were ever going to see it. And now we get it. We get it. So the two vets. Now, you could say, hey, it, it's getting close to the end of their careers. But, you know, so how is this going to be? Right? Is it going to be one of those ones when you see those, those like, two older boxers finally getting in there? And, it, yeah, it's just not quite it. People, it wasn't that. Right, this was a great fight. It's a great fight. Like Brown, like you thought he would, he comes out, he's pushing forward. Pushing forward, landing well. Right, um, Condon, you know, he, he's mixing things up, right? Throws a head kick. You know, it's just classics from both people. Right, but Brown, he's attacking the body, gets a body lock takedown. Really nice body lock takedown. And, man, he's just got really good top pressure. Really good top pressure. And just controlling the fight from the top. Condon, he, you know, he was trying to keep busy from the bottom. Right, So he's throwing elbows all of that, but then Brown, you know, he dropped some, he dropped some of his elbows, and an elbow from the top, whoosh, you do not want that, right, do not want that, now, I would say, toward, at, I think we had, what, 10 seconds left in the round, and Condon, whoo, gets a switch, gets a real nice switch, ends up on top, um, but Brown, boom, you know, he, he he changes focus, goes in on a leg lock. So avoids damage, and then we're done. So you kind of think, okay, so Brown probably took, he took that first round, right? So, um, yeah, what, what are we looking at now? So we go into the second round, and um, Condon, you know, he's landing good kicks. He's getting some quick combinations off. Brown hits, oh man, Brown hits a stepping elbow that was just like, ooh, ho, 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 classic Brown and just deadly, you know, Condon's attacking the body with kicks, man, it, it, it's just back and forth, back and forth, it is looking really good, you know, Brown, he, um, you know, Hits a nice left to kick, gets a knee up in there. Like Condon, he's he seemed to be really going for the body this time, and I think we have seen Brown get hurt to the body. So you're thinking, all right, that's it's, it's a sensible, sensible move from Condon here. Uh, so yeah, we we we're getting it all mixed up. Condon gets a takedown um, towards the end of the round. Right, lands a couple of elbows and controls it to the buzzer. So you're thinking it's 
possibly one all coming into the third, right? And Condon is looking confident. Brown, he's looking a little bit tired, a little bit tired, right? And um, oh shit, Condon gets a sweep takedown. It was oh, it's a thing of beauty. Thing of beauty, people. You know what I mean? It was great. And um, yeah, he, he, you know, he's doing his thing. Controlling. And he was controlling the ankle. Right? He's just doing a great job on top. You know, keep trying to keep that position. Right? He uh, attacks with a rear naked. But Brown scrambles and. Um, you know, gets on top, gets on top, so you're like, oh, okay, Condon, you know, he tries for a triangle, Brown escapes, yeah, yeah, we're getting, we are, even though Brown is tired, we're still getting some great exchanges here, but, you know, Condon, he's just looking a little bit sharper, a little bit sharper, so they get back on their feet, Condon hits an elbow, hits an elbow, goes for a takedown, Brown's able to reverse and end on top, but you kind of felt, ah, Brett and Condon had just done enough, had just done enough to get that win, you know, he, he spent more time on top, all of that, and, um, yeah, Condon, he gets the win. I was surprised that it was 30-27 across the board. Right? I, I kind of felt that Brown probably won that first round. So, yeah, was a little surprised that every judge gave it 30-27. You know, I thought it'd be 29-28. But, um, yeah. That's what it was, people. So that takes us to the main event. <laughs> oh man, this this was a oh this was a great fight. You know, featherweight clash. Holloway, you know, number one contender. Calvin Cater is number six. So the fact that Max took this fight just shows the type of fighter Max is. Right? Shows the type of fighter Max is. You know, it's not a because I think Max realizes that you know you, you look at that group of fighters and anyone, anyone could fight for the belt. You know, because everyone's a killer. There's no weak links there. But Max, he feels he's the best in the world. So it's just like, yeah, I can fight any of these dudes. I'm gonna win. Doesn't matter. Right? So, yeah, fuck it. That's what I'm going to do. And, um, yeah. So, Max went into it. The crazy thing about this fight. Right? Because, you know, Holloway's been in the UFC for ages. Cater has, um, yeah, he's had just as many fights. Just as many fights. So, one of the big things... One of the big things. Because Cater's older as well. Right? That, I, that's a... Uh, you know... A, a, a big 
take away from this because well Cater is 32 and um Holloway he's 29 you know what I mean so Cater says you know he's um he's a senior and Holloway is the freshman right that was one of the big points Cater made in his pre-fight interviews, so you're coming into this fight, and it is like, oh, what's going to happen here, because, um, you know, Kader has got that knockout power, right, and Max doesn't knock you out with one punch, he will fuck you up with an accumulation, right, that's the big thing with, um, with Max, so, it's a case now of seeing who actually is the better boxer. Who's the better boxer? And are we going to see a, you know, a, a champion, a, you know, a post-championship slump? Like, can Max get up for this fight? Because, you know, that's the thing you've seen, right? People that were champions when they have to fight a non-championship fight. It's hard to get up for that. You know? So, um, that was the questions going in. And people, we we got our answers. We got our answers in a big way. Oh, my God. We really did. Oh, another thing, right? Another thing... That was, you know, something that had to be considered. Cater often starts slow. Like we saw it against Sabine. That's the reason he lost that fight. And Max doesn't. Max just gets quicker and better as fights go. You know what I mean? So you're just like, who is that going to get addressed? And straight out the gate, people. Max is coming with the jabs, coming with the jabs and the combinations, you know what I mean, just one, two, hook, kick, just, he's pouring it on, Max was pouring it on, now Cater was landing, you know, he landed a leg kick, he, um, you know, he, he gets a, uh, a double, double right, Right, you know what I mean he hits some counters, but Max is relentless. You know what I mean he is relentless, and he hits like a knee to the midsection, then a spinning back kick, spinning back kick that lands flush, lands flush and just knocks Kate back. Then he hits another one, right? Hits another one at the end of the fucking round. It was just like, oh shit, Max, right? So, second round, and, um, you know, Kate lands right, but Max, you know, just the onslaught continues. You know, he was mixing up his attacks, like body, head, kicks, just, man, it was. It's poetry, you know what I mean, it, it, it was a complete fighter, 
that's what we were seeing, right? You know, oftentimes you see people and they're just headshots, you know what I mean? Or just leg kicks. Max was, he was spreading it out, right? Spreading it out, which meant... Cater didn't get an opportunity to relax, didn't get an opportunity to go, okay, so that's the rhythm, you know, I see the pattern here, no, because Max was just constantly changing it up, never, you know, falling into a rut, right, just constant frigging pressure, it was insane, really was, now, (laughs) What you need to understand Cater landed shots Right Cater landed shots And he landed some big shots None of them Phased Max None of them I don't believe Any We've seen Max get knocked down I I don't believe we have Like he's never been knocked out You know He's lost his stoppage loss was like what, a submission to Poirier, you know. But yeah, he, he's never been knocked out. So it, it it was just he ate any big shot that Cater landed, and then came with some brutal shit. You know, and it was just what the fuck is going on here? You know, like. Stepping elbows, right? Stepping elbows that just whew, fucked up Kader. Like he hits one towards the end of the second, and Kader is wobbling, right? Wobbling all over the place. And you're like, oh fuck, right? Oh fuck, is he gonna stop the fight? Like he opens Kader up, opens him up, man. You know, it, it was. It was some crazy shit. Go crazy shit. Hits a head kick and rocks Cater. Right? Cater is the one with the power. (laughs) You think Cater would be the one that's going to rock Max, but no, Max is rocking fucking Cater. You're just like, what are we seeing, people? What are we seeing? Third round. It just continues. You mean there is no letting up. There is no fatigue. Go and there's you mean Cater isn't fatigued. Cater is staying at the same pace. You know, he's getting hit with shots. He's getting hit with so many shots. But we're not seeing Cater try and back down. So when all is said about this fight, hey, there is no disrespect on Kater's name. Kader had so much heart, because there were so many opportunities for him to go, you know what, it's not my day. It is not my day. I'm done. You know, he could have, you know, he could have tapped out. Right, he could have gone down and stayed down. He could have stayed on his stall in between rounds. Cater did do none of those. He is Boston strong for sure. For sure. You know, I, listen, in that third round, Cater landed some elbows. 
<laughs> Kate landed some elbows, but Max just, you know, he he wasn't having it. He wasn't having it. And then we started to see some motherfucking Matrix shit. <laughs> we started to see some Matrix shit, right? And look, Max has always had good movement. He's always had great boxing. We just saw another level right here. We saw another level. Like, Kate, I think he threw a five-punch combination. And Max just dodges everything. Just dodges, just like, just little slips. Little slips. He's avoiding everything. You're just looking at it going, oh, my God. God, what the fuck is going on? This is, this is insane. This is insane. You know, it's like we're in the fourth and yeah, there there is no, no slowing down. Max, as I said, look, Max gets stronger as the rounds go on and he was showing that. Showing that so much here, you know what I mean? Oh man, it, it was insane, it's insane, and still with the variety, like he, it's not getting later in the fight, and it's just like, all right, I'm just gonna stick to jabs now, I'm gonna stick to headshots. No, still mixing it up, right? Kader, he you know, he lands, right? He, he lands a shot, but. Every time Kater lands one, Holloway lands six. That's what it was like here. Hearing? That's what it was like. And when Kater, he lands a big left. Holloway comes. Huge body shot. Hearing? Huge body shot. He then hits a, you know, an elbow that hurts Kater. Right? Uh, we're, we're at a point and you're just like, oh, fuck. Is the referee going to stop this? Because Herb Dean, he's looking at them. He's looking at them. And you're just like, I think he's going to step in. There was so many moments. And if Dean had stopped the fight in the fourth, no one would have had any issues with it. No, any issues at all. Because Max is... (sighs) Man, he's... He became... Something else, right? This is not the max that we saw make those adjustments and just take it to Volkanovski in their second fight. This is another step up, right? So if you thought that max was pretty, you know what I mean, pretty on point, this is just the next evolution of fire. You know what I mean? I don't even know, people. You know what I mean? I don't even know. Fifth round was straight blessed express, people. That's what it was. It, it, it was insane. Max is talking to the goddamn commentary team. You know I mean? He's turning around talking to Anik, DC, and Hardy. Right? There's a point when Max turns around, talks to Anik... Throws a right, lands it. <laughs> he lands a shot and he's not even looking at Kader. He also 
dodges a big combination from Kada, and he's not even looking at him. That's what's happening, people. It was insane. It was insane. You know, he wobbles Kater in that fifth round. You know, he is rocking him. Really. And the crazy thing was, like, Max, he's got him on the fence. He is throwing elbows. He's rocking him. Kader, he's not going down. Kader is, like, throwing elbows himself. Right? The heart on Kater was Incredible, incredible, and what is insane? Like Max is like Max is talking. Max is talking. He starts to scream. The freshman's here to play. The freshman's here to play. You <laughs> mean it's just like fuck? <laughs> I forget who it was. Someone sent out a tweet. It's just like I think Max snapped. <laughs> I think Max snapped in the fight. Because Max was just something else. This was a Holloway we have not seen before. He points to the middle. Points to the middle. And it's like, yo, let's go. And he just stands there and throws. Stands there and throws. Doesn't have to. Right? He's clearly. It is a unanimous decision and he's still like, yo, let's throw. It's crazy. It is crazy and just goes to show the type of fighter friggin' Max Holloway is. Right, so, yeah, people, obviously, it was a unanimous decision for um, Holloway. Right? He, uh, you know, Bell. Gives it 50-43. You know, Cartledge the same. And Lefferby 50-42. Yes. That's what you're in. That's the scorecards, people. It, It was that kind of fight. That kind of fight. Like, it's the... I think... The on par with the most one-sided, you know, fight in UFC history. It ties the record with um. Oh my God, Fra- yes, Franklin Luazo. For a minute, I was like, oh, what's his name? Franklin Luazo. <laughs> um, which yeah, you know what I mean. It's one of those. So when you look at the scorecards, right? So on two on two judges, he gets two ten eights, and on the other one, it's two it's three ten eights. You know, you could like. I feel that there was you know points when it would have been justified to give a ten seven. You know what I mean. Which, listen, it all sounds bad, like you're saying Kate was shit. It's not Kate was shit, it was just Max was something else. You know, he broke the record for most significant punches. He landed 445 significant strikes. 445, right? And he doubled 
the next two people. <laughs> so you take take the next two fighters. He gets both put their strikes together. Max beats them. And beats them combined. That's how crazy this was. Right? So strikes landed at a distance, 439. Significant strikes to the head, 274. Significant body strikes, 117. Significant strikes landed in the round, 141. It was a masterclass from uh, Holloway. It really was. And just a, you know, a cherry on top of an ins- sensational card. You know what I mean? For, for the first card of the year, man, this was freaking perfect. It really was. And the other thing that, yo, really, you, there was a, there was people in the crowd. There was people, so it was, it was so weird at first hearing people cheer. You know what I mean? It was so weird. But then when we were getting some of these performances, the crowd were going crazy. You know what I mean? Crowd was going crazy. When Edwards won, crowd was going, you know what I mean? When um, Sorino got his knockout, crowd is like jammed. You know what I mean? The, the same when DeCirio gets his knockout, when Li Jingyang gets his. Crowd were definitely up for Condent Brown. And for Holloway Cater, the crowd were just insane. And that's not even a full arena. So, man, if that was a full arena, whew, it would have been crazy. But, yo, you mean, I, I, you kind of think, yes, I am glad there is a crowd. I'm glad there is a crowd because they were able to pay the respect that that fight deserved. Because, yo, that was... That's a fight of the year contender, people. That was definitely a fight of the year contender. Now, so many great performances. It was definitely a hard one for um, awards, right? Even like, oh, who's going to get, you know, who the bonuses, man? Who, who, who do you hand those out to? So, obviously... You know what I mean? Um, I I think it's it's fair with these ones, right? The Cheerio and Li Jingyang, they both get performance of the night, right? And it goes without saying that Holloway Kader gets fight of the night, right? Because, as I said, look, Max really just put on a hell of a performance, but Kater was in there, right? Kater was in, he didn't just lie there and get beat on, you know what I mean, now, there were other performances that you think, oh man, like you'd think, oh man, Edwards deserves a performance of the night, right, you think that, um, you know, Sorino deserves a performance of the night, like, you could have given Brown Condent fight of the night, right, there was so many, so, look, there are definitely more checks that got handed out, that's for sure, but, um, There's no begrudging any of those bonuses that went, right? It was great. It was great. It was awesome. And Anik, Cormier and Hardy did a great job. 
did a great job, man. <sighs> man, this was such a great way to start to start the UFC calendar. And it <laughs> I mean it, it sets the tone. Definitely sets the tone, right? Oh, the other big thing that um you know, I'll get to that in a bit. I'll get to that in a bit, but yeah, it sets the tone, because we now have Wednesday's card, <laughs> here, which is headlined by Magni and Chiesa, and then next Saturday, UFC 257, Pore Connor 2, so it's a lot to live up to, people, definitely a lot, but both cards are great, so, um, you know, we have got some Fights to look forward to, and I can't wait. Plus, hey, this is great for the UK. This one, it started at five. Prelim started at five. You know what I mean? Main card was done just before 11. It was perfect. Oh my god. If we could get more cards like this, I think Wednesday is at that time, and, um, you know, I, I think Saturday is a pay-per-view and I think that's, I think it's back to normal. It might be a bit different, but yeah, I know for sure Wednesday is another great UK-centric time zone one. So yeah, Whew, loved it. I loved it, people. So um, yeah, uh, yeah, on to the next one. Okay, people, so we draw to a close on another episode, and, um, yo, what a friggin', it's just like, it's a fight that you gotta keep on going back to, it was so friggin' spectacular, right, all the records that Holloway broke, the fact that Kader Yo, just stayed in there after being rocked, being wobbled. He w- he wouldn't give up, right? Kader is on the fence. Max is coming at him, and Kader is just throwing em- elbows blind. Man, Kader has heart for days. You know what I mean? It was just sensational, right? Some sensational. Fights, people. Um, so the the other thing I was gonna say, um, you know, Dana met with um Khabib, and um, you know, what I mean? like people wondered, are we going to you know, get a, a, a an answer? Are we gonna get a finalized answer? And I think with the way, you know, it was all worded, some people were like, no, it's definitely retirement. But, you know what I mean? Khabib's like, yo, if someone does something big, if someone shows and proves, I could be back. Right? And, yo, that is kind of interesting. It is kind of interesting, people, you know, because I, I, I have a feeling we're going to get something, you know what I mean? I got a feeling we're going to get something next Saturday, you know what I mean? So, um, yo, 
I, I'm, I'm just gonna wait and see what the hell happens, right? Man. And, like, one last thing before we get into all the news and shit. People often criticize, you know, Dana White. But after that Holloway um, Kata fight, didn't let Kata do press. You know what I mean? He was just like, you gotta go to the hospital. And if that's some, you know what I mean? If he's someone that doesn't care about the fighters, just cares about the money, you ain't doing that. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's what it is, man. So let's get into, we got some fight announcements, but first, uh, the UFC have just signed a, um, uh, what's the name, Jocene Nunes, you know, to the, um, yeah, ladies bantamweight division, she's seven and one on a six fight win streak, four finishes in her last four Fights. You know what I mean? Hey, where'd she come from? Where are all the, the killers coming from in Brazil? Curitiba, man. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. That's going to be an interesting one, right? You know what I mean? <sighs> so now the news. Unfortunately, man, I, I, I thought it was all set, but... Marab Dallasvili is out of his February the sit fight with Cody Stamen. You know, um, there was a lot of different news going up around that. Like, you'd heard that Marab had asked for more time just to, to fully recover from COVID. But then we're told, no, the sit was the more time. But So I don't know. I I really don't know what the, what the real deal is. But Stamen will still fight on the sip, and he's going up against Andre Yule. So, hey, not an easy, still not an easy fight for Stamen right there. So then we jump a bit later into February on the 20th. Chaz Skelly will be going up against Jamal Emmers. That's a good fight, right? We then jump to the um, 13th of March. More fights on the 13th of March, people. That's getting to be a a jammed card. So we've got Guran um, Kutalades. He will be fighting Don Madge. Right, right. Also, Zabria um, Tukanov will be fighting Ricardo Ramos. So, um, yeah, just good fights, people. Right, then on the 27th of March at UFC 260. Oh, we have two big ones, right? Now, this one definitely has an impact on what we've just seen because the champion Alexander Volkanovsky yo he ties it up with Brian Ortega right and um yeah that's an interesting fight because after we saw what Ortega did in his last fight you know the new the new boxing that Ortega has acquired 
Hey, you know what I mean? And it definitely an Ortega against Holloway. You know what I mean? Hey, again, that would be a good fight. So, Volker, a third fight with Volkanovski, a second with Ortega. Either, either is good. And then headlining that 27th card. That's right, people. I said headlining. So you know it's got to be. Yep. Stipe Francis. It's the rematch. <laughs> oh, who you got? Because remember, Francis was on just a bigger tear. Even bigger the last time Stipe stopped him. Right? So is this going to be any different? Because we haven't seen Francis Man, we, you mean he, he gets people out so quickly We you know, we haven't seen him go You know I mean, go to full five, three or whatever You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, is it going to be different or just more of the same? We will see on the 27th then on the 10th of April, Jorgan de Castro will be fighting Jarjis Adanu. Right? Week later on the 17th, Gerard Marshall goes up against Bartos Fabaniski. And you think, you know what I mean? Marshall definitely, definitely wants to um, get rid of the taste of that last one. So, um, you know. I think we're going to see um, a really fired up Mershot in this fight, people. But yeah, that's it. We are done. So we will be back early, early on Wednesday, you know. We'll, we'll get our um, our previews out early. So then um, you can listen to the episode before watching the fight. And then Friday, we'll be previewing UFC 257, people. So, yeah. <laughs> See you on Wednesday. All right? Peace.